But all right, we got Trey on the line, and, and Trey's doing everything these days. He's the host of the Half Forgotten History podcast. He's an analyst for the 33rd team at Pro Football Network, and he's back on Overdrive. How you doing, Trey? How you doing, Trey? Good, guys. How are you? We're doing well. Thank you. Uh, are you a Steve Ballmer fan? How do you feel about that dude out in L.A.? Um, well, I, I'm a Steve Ballmer fan in the sense that I'd like to be able to make the life choices he's making. Yes. Valid. I'm not a huge fan of his dancing. <laughs> what about his knowledge of toilets in arenas? Um, you know what? Sure. Why wouldn't we all have all kinds of intimate information about that? Yes. Well, if you're building a place, you need to know that kind of stuff, I guess, and, and announce it to the world, and he did that. Um, so I'm, I'm curious with this Aaron Rodgers New York Jets story. It, it, is, it feels as if the Jets are just putting all their chip, chips in on Rodgers. Is that a dangerous strategy? How big of a gamble is this for New York? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a dangerous strategy if he doesn't want to go, but the, is, it, is it a less dangerous strategy than saying, well, we'll just hope Zach Wilson gets better after two years of sucking, right? I mean, they have to do something because it's pretty clear that they were wrong on Zach Wilson. I, mean, I don't think that's uh, debatable at this point. Is it fixable? Maybe. Uh, but we haven't seen anything from Zach to suggest that yet. And quite frankly, maybe the best thing for Zach is to have him be a part of a trade somewhere and get him out of there. But, yeah, this is an all-or-nothing thing, absolutely, Aaron Rodgers, because, you know, Derek Carr was the Jets going to be the Jets' backup plan anyway if they didn't get Rodgers. He's off the table. And so now, if you don't go get Aaron Rodgers, what is your next option? Do you jump in on Lamar when weirdly suddenly no one seems interested in a former MVP at the age of 26? Or do you go the Jimmy Garoppolo route because Robert Sala and, and Jimmy have history with San Francisco? So yeah, this is a pushing my cards to the center of the table move without a question for the Jets. What's the Lamar story, Trey? Is it something where this guy, the casual fan, sees the natural ability and what he's able to do? Is there some type of dirty secret out there about him? that teams are shying away? Because you would think in any other circumstance that they'd be frothing at the mouth to get a shot at this guy. So so what's up with the whole situation? Well, that's, I think, what a lot of people want to know, right? I mean, he's 26 years old. He's a former MVP, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a franchise quarterback on the open market. Just remember, it was less than a year ago, or right about a year ago, when all these teams that very quickly and publicly, we should point out when asked, they didn't just put that out there, they were asked by people, saying they're out of the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, and they were sure as hell seemed like they were all in on Deshaun Watson, who is, by every measure, doesn't have the resume of Deshaun, of Lamar Jackson, is not as young as Lamar Jackson, and, oh, by the way, has 25 sexual assault lawsuits going against him. Um, so I find it very fascinating that all these teams that couldn't have been more in on Deshaun Watson suddenly want no part of Lamar Jackson. And there are certainly valid reasons that you can... Well, he's been injured the last couple of years. Is his style of play going to be more conducive to injury? Uh, are we concerned about that? And you can say that, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes rolled his ankle playing, playing from the pocket in, a, in the AFC Divisional game and somehow limped his way to a second straight Super Bowl. Joe Burrow runs a lot, and he tore his ACL in his, in his rookie year, and he's come back and played fine. Um, it, it, what I'm most curious about is how are the Ravens so confident that they, they knew this was going to be the market 
for Lamar Jackson that they were willing to put the non-exclusive tag on it? Like, to me, that's the one question I want to know. How were the Ravens so adept in understanding what other teams would want about their quarterback before he was ever even put out there? That, I think, is a very interesting question. Trey, how much does Lamar not having an agent weigh into this? Because you kind of, like, you hear the numbers get filtering out, right? Like, the Ravens want to give him $130 million, He wants $200 million. You never know what to believe. But if this guy had, like, a, a real agent working for him, don't you think this could be done by now? Yes, I, I completely agree, and that's a great point. And people will say, well, the Ravens got a deal done with Roquan Smith, and he doesn't have an agent, and he got a five-year, $100 million deal, even though it's not really bad, as we all know. These NFL contracts are basically about guaranteed money. But it's one thing to negotiate an inside linebacker's contract. It is completely different to negotiate a quarterback contract in a league where the quarterback is essentially everything and half the league needs an upgrade. It absolutely is hurting Lamar Jackson. And, you know, maybe we're learning from all these contracts that have been coming out recently. Uh, you know, the Kyler Murray deal seems like a disaster. We all saw what the Deshaun Watson contract was and, and all the money that he got guaranteed. And it was, I also find it very interesting, guys, that the first owner to say anything publicly about the Deshaun Watson contract about a year ago this time was Ravens owner Steve Bishotti. He said he thought it was a terrible contract for the league. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting that that was his opinion when he knew he had to negotiate with Lamar, and suddenly the market at the moment for Lamar is very quiet. Now, we got to understand, we are in the infancy of this whole thing, okay? He, uh, Lamar controls a lot of this because he can't be traded to a team, which is what would, would happen in this situation, until he signs the tender, then, because the Ravens don't have his rights. And they have until July 17th or 15th, I think it is, to work out a long-term deal, otherwise he plays on the one-term tender or the one-year, the one-year tender on the non-exclusive. But you know, there's there's no incentive for Lamar to do any of that right now. Uh, I, I think we were all thought that there might be a flood of offers in early. I think there's going to be a little more due diligence about this because I do believe there's something to the idea of other teams not wanting to do the Ravens' work for. Like, let's say they work out a great contract and it's all set and good to go. And the Ravens say, oh, that's what the market is? Okay, fine, we can match it. We'll pay you. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, just take, two, take, the, take the top two picks or the two one picks that you get, right? Well, there's about a 60% fail rate that quarterbacks taken in the first round. In fact, from 2015 to 2017, of the top two quarterbacks drafted, or 2018, rather, only one quarterback that was one of the top two quarterbacks drafted is still with the team that drafted him, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Everybody else has moved on, and Carson Wentz has moved on five times, Okay. So it's just not so easy to say, we'll just take the draft picks and find a franchise quarterback. They have one in Baltimore. And I find it really interesting that they let it get to this because they catered that offense to Lamar Jackson. They, they, everything they did was built around how Lamar plays. And now you're just going to let that sort of go up in smoke? That's really weird. Trey, Daniel Jones doesn't enter my brain space a lot. But yesterday, he got up there, <laughs> and he spent a few hours there. And I guess, like, as, as a former athlete, I understand, like, you got to get paid, and there's comparables, and if that guy gets it, you do too, just as you just talked about with other quarterback contracts. But I, I seem to have a difficult time wrapping my head around an executive saying, 
well, we got to pay somebody, so we might as well give it to him. When ultimately, I don't know how far he takes you, and I don't know if you win with him. Therefore, why that much money? I guess Kirk Cousins is another example. Can can you explain the whole Daniel Jones scenario to me? Yeah, it made it look, guys. It made all the sense in the world uh, for the Giants to do this, and here's why: it's really a two-year deal. It's a two-year deal with eighty-two million dollars guaranteed. Okay. The rest of it, four years, it's all window dressing, how you massage the cap, blah, 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 blah. blah. This is a two-year deal for $82 million, okay? And what's better for the Giants? To have someone that proves he can win with nobody at wide receiver. I mean, can you name three of the Giants wide receivers from last year? Take all the time you need. Can you name I don't. I, I didn't no, do enough can't. research to, to name that. But <laughs> Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's throwing to literal, like, humans that might have been, you know, a financial advisor three weeks ago. So, so Trey, no you're telling me if he gets the weapons and in, in, in Arsenal, he could be the guy that can take them on their way to paradise. No, I don't think they believe that either. I think they believe oh they my, have a That's my point about this whole thing. That's why it drives me nuts. It's a two-year solution. It's literally a two-year contract. It's not a four-year, $160 million contract. It's a two-year solution for the Giants who made the playoffs last year and won a playoff game to get some stability at the most important position in football, which allows them to put the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, which is way more important how the Giants want to win, and you don't want to overpay for Saquon as a running back. I'd much rather overpay at the quarterback in a contract than can be massaged than throw a bunch of money at the running back position, which is the most interchangeable position in sports. All right, there you have it. Danny Dimes, we'll see what he brings to new york over the next two years we'll see if he'll be joined by aaron Rodgers in new york uh likely in the next couple of weeks if that goes down he is trey wingo host of the half forgotten history podcast and analyst for the 33rd team and pro football network always great catching up with you trey thank you for doing this you got it guys take care trey wingo yeah there you go two years that's what he's saying giants don't believe it no one believes it but they don't have another option so you get two years here's some money i'm 36 and... million dollars signing bonus yeah you're one See what happens, right? That's the nature of being a quarterback. Like quarterbacks. Well, that's the thing that's but conflicting. Just the, the one sentence that Trey said, he's like, they don't, they know they can't win with him either, and it's like there's a right. check for thirty. He's not elite, million. but it's the NFC. You know, it's dude, the NFC. I get it. I heard all your stats yesterday. I just find it incredible that you want to give a guy a signing bonus for thirty-six million dollars. I would rather have Jim Taddy at quarterback than paying a guy. Thirty-six million that Dude, I this don't is, think is going to win. This is this is the uh, this is the thing that's conflicting about all these guys: Lamar, Kyler, Danny Dimes. Who else are you going to go get? You can go be the Carolina Panthers and stink and have a million different quarterbacks come in. But if you have a guy and you think he's somewhat good, don't you have to just pay the guy and be like, "There's no one else. There's no one else you can go get unless you draft a stud." And that guy develops into a stud. There's no one else for you. Well, that's the reality. Now, Rodgers could be available. Lamar is available. But I, I, what I gather here and what Trey was saying, and, and I talked about it a little bit yesterday, I get the sense like the Ravens have almost told the whole league and told Lamar. Red flag. Well, no, I think it's we're done trying to figure you out. You know, you're your own agent or your mom's your agent, and it's getting annoying. Go find the deal, and then we'll just match it, and that'll be it. Right, like it, it, it's almost like what Carolina did with Aho. 
Go find it somewhere else, and we're just going to match it so we don't have to worry about it because right. it's bothering yeah. us. Yeah. We can't come to terms. Or there's other scenarios where a manager will say, I tried to trade you, but nobody wants you. That's the worst. I, I, That's I so tried gutless. to trade you. Right. And it's sometimes it's true. It's like, okay, I want out of here. Yeah. Nobody there's wants no it. way it applies to to Jackson, though, when you no consider way. no, any dimes no, no, getting no. money, Derek Carr just got a red carpet tour around North but America. That's the thing. If, if you're if you're Lamar, how are you not looking at it thinking Danny Dimes got what he got, Kyler got what he got, Watson's in a different like no one, no other team is that desperate like Cleveland is. But how is it not two hundred million? Well, and, and it's a done that's deal. It. I well, think the one, the one mistake up. he's probably got, and I think the one one contract that chaps his ass is the Deshaun Watson yes. one. Yes, of no course. Question. But that, and it's that, not that was under circumstances that are really awkward and very rare. Yes. And that's why that contract was delivered the way it was. And that's probably one, Hayes, wouldn't you agree, that he's got to get out of his mind because he might not be getting that. Yes, that and that is... What has become clear is that even the owner in Baltimore said that's a joke. The other owners hate the owner in Cleveland, hate him because of this, because of what that guy just did. He, he gave Deshaun Watson the most guaranteed money in NFL history when Deshaun had not played. You talk about red flags. This guy, everything about his, his off-the-field issue is a, or uh, persona is a problem right now. He hadn't played in a year. When he played, he was very good. He still wasn't Mahomes. Like, he was a legit top seven or eight guy. He was a stud. And I think he likely gets back there. But this is not Patrick Mahomes. No. Tom Brady in his prime. This isn't Peyton Manning in his prime. It's just a, a very good to elite quarterback who got the most guaranteed money ever, even with all of the other issues. And I understand why Lamar sits there and says, that's a joke. Yes. I can understand why Mahomes or Allen or Burrow might look at it and say, are you kidding me? It's such an outlier. But, it shouldn't even count on but it any probably, kind of it's comparable. It can't. That's the thing. It the can't. other owners are just going to say we're not doing that. And that is where the collusion is going to happen. doesn't mean yeah. these guys can't all get a ton of money and guaranteed cash won't go up and up and up with every single contract. It will. But using Watson, to your point, oh, I think it's it would be sound advice to say erase that from your memory. Pretend it didn't oh, yeah. happen. Yeah. Because it doesn't apply. Um, anyway, thanks to Trey Wingo. Mike Johnson coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, role play level of concern. Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel ahead of the players. we got a lot cooking this afternoon. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050. Online TSN 1050.ca.